0: All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad I could be with you here today as we talk all things Islanders hockey. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, the realignment and scheduling situation coming more and more into focus as the NHL and the NHL Players Association have put the economic aspects of things behind them for now and uh, we will discuss what it's going to mean for the Islanders, the realignment, the advantages and disadvantages to it, and of course, over the weekend, when and if more information becomes available, we'll keep you updated. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day, it is a Hall of Famer, and we have got a lot more to discuss on today's show with regard to the Islanders' prospects and how they are faring as of right now. If there's something Islanders-related that's on your mind, please feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we discuss whatever it is that happens to be on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at on Isles, And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll have all the latest news, notes, and events concerning the New York Islanders, and we'll keep you up to date at all times. All right, the big news going around right now the NHL and the NHL players no longer trying to renegotiate the uh, escrow money that's being put in. And, you know, the owners wanted more money deferred. The players balked at that, and the owners now sort of agreed hey, you know what? we got to go forward. The season is, you know, we're in almost mid-December right now. If we want to start in January, we have got to get the pedal to the metal, and so they put those things behind them, and it looks like what we are going to have is a 56-game schedule that begins on January 13th. Now, that is still the most optimistic goal. It may take longer than that. The current plan is for training camps to open just after New Year's. No exhibition games, just go straight ahead with about a 10 or 11 day training camp. A little bit longer for those teams that did not make the playoffs last year, but that doesn't affect the Islanders. And then it becomes a question of quick training camp and then into a regular season. Now, The way they're going to do things, because of the travel restrictions regarding COVID uh, across the United States and Canadian border, there is going to be one division that is going to have all seven Canadian teams. So, Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg, all going to be in one seven-team division. Uh with the top four teams in each division making the playoffs. The Islanders will be part of either an Eastern division or an Atlantic division, whatever name they're going to call it. Uh, But according to Pierre Lebrun, uh, basically we're looking at this division. The Islanders will be in a division with the Devils, the Rangers, the Flyers, the Penguins, the Capitals, and then you add the Boston Bruins, and the Buffalo Sabres, so you lose the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Carolina Hurricanes. And I'll tell you, as an Islander expert, an Islander fan, an Islander, um, you know, person who covers the Islanders in the media, I'm not thrilled with the way this realigns uh, in some ways. Look, I'm happy. The Devils, the Flyers, the Rangers, the Penguins, the Capitals— Long-time rivals of the Islanders. You keep that group together, and that makes a whole lot of sense. But losing the Blue Jackets and the Hurricanes in exchange for the Bruins and the Sabres is tough. Boston remains one of the better teams in the NHL on paper, and they are a big physical team that can give the Islanders fits. And the Buffalo Sabres, I think that's a team headed in the right direction. Still got a lot of young talent, and you still got Jack Eichel if he stays healthy. That is, uh, you know, a tough addition. Now, again, you figure if four teams in each division make the playoffs, uh, the Rangers right now, as much as we hate to say it, are considered an up-and-coming team. Young, up-and-coming, Flyers. Uh, Also, not an easy out, as any Islander fan remembers from last year's playoffs. The Capitals, yeah, the Islanders beat them in the playoffs, but the Capitals did win the division. They've still got Alex Ovechkin uh, on their roster. And the Penguins, yeah, they're getting older, and they're not quite as good as they were two, three, four years ago, but you're going to bet against a team with Crosby and Malkin uh, as far as at least getting to the playoffs? It gets crowded. And if only four of these eight teams are going to make the playoffs, it is going to be a very tough slog for the Islanders. It's going to be competitive. And look, the advantage of the wild card setup that the NHL usually uh, has used over the last few years is that it rewards good teams, regardless of division that you don't have one team making the playoffs with 10 points less than another team just because of the division that they're in. That is eliminated here, and I think with the situation and the scheduling, they're looking at playing two or three game series, so let's say the Islanders would travel to Pittsburgh, play the Penguins three times in a row, and then go somewhere else. Bubbles have not been ruled out either, but right now, It's looking like the Islanders will be in a very competitive division without the wild card to help them out. And the other Eastern Conference division has a lot more questionable teams in it. I mean, the Lightning, for example, yeah, you know, you have that Division II, the other Eastern thing. You have Carolina, Columbus, Detroit, Chicago, Florida, Minnesota, Nashville, and Tampa Bay. Uh, you got some teams that like, look, Detroit and Chicago are in full rebuild mode right now. So that takes two teams off the bottom of that list. Florida is inconsistent, Minnesota inconsistent. Yeah, you know, it, it, I think it'll be easier to qualify for the playoffs in that division than it is for the division that the Islanders will find themselves in. But at the end of the day, Islanders have their work cut out for them, but they still have to win to make the playoffs. And again, they were a Final Four team last year. You got to figure they have a shot at doing that again. We've got a lot more to talk about here on today's show. We'll talk a little bit about some of the Islanders' prospects. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day, a nice little thing that was going around Twitter to talk about with one of the Islanders' players, and a whole lot more. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, we've all been there. You just get to that certain time of the day and you hit your wall, whether it's a physical wall or a mental wall, you're at work having a tough time, you're you're on the golf course, you, you, you are working out and you just need that little extra boost. Well, we've got the perfect solution in Built Go. It comes in easy-to-take, one-and-a-half-ounce packages. You can go anywhere, put it in your briefcase to make the most focused presentation ever, Put it in your golf bag to power through the back nine or just put it in your pocket and it'll help you get through your day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's from the same people who make Built Bar and it's like five hour energy without the same crash feeling. Comes in three great flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut and chocolate mint. It combines energy gel with collagen protein, collagen protein, fast absorbing and easy on the stomach. And it's got some great things in it, like vitamin B3, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, beta-alanine, honey, and a kick of caffeine. But collagen, by the way, which it has, promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health, which means this stuff literally makes you look better. Right now, visit BuiltGo.com. Use the promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, so Islanders going to have their work cut out for them with regard to the divisional realignment, assuming that it becomes official, but we have multiple sources indicating that that is indeed the case, and we'll certainly keep an eye on that situation. We also have a situation right now where, you know, nice little thing up there on Twitter, Uh, that the NHL posted of Jean-Gabriel Pajot in his Islanders practice jersey, getting in some reps on the ice. Cute little video. If you haven't seen it, definitely check that out. And it's just encouraging, uh, no matter how you slice it, for Islander fans to see uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot on the ice, skating around, uh, doing drills, and preparing for the upcoming training camp, it is probably less than a month away as of right now, and that is a very encouraging sign, to say the least. Uh, our Islanders' birthday of the day today, a Hall of Fame player uh, turning 70 years old tomorrow, that Saturday, uh, goaltender Billy Smith, the greatest goaltender in Islanders history, helped the Islanders win those four straight Stanley Cups, and, you know, a very special type of player. Billy Smith joined the Islanders during their first season in the league. He split time then with Jerry Desjardins, then split time with Chico Resch, but eventually it was Smith who emerged as the number one, and he was the Islanders' starting goalie, let's say, from 1973-74 all the way through the 1986-87 season, and most of the time he was splitting games, whether it was with Resch or Roland Melanson or or Melanson or, uh, you know, a number of different guys, but at the end of the day, come playoff time, who did the Islanders turn to? Billy Smith, and you look at his numbers, a 3.17 goals against average By modern standards, not Hall of Fame-type credentials, but you got to remember, playing in the 80s, the game was much more wide open, and I think the bigger key is this. For Billy Smith, the bigger the game, the better he played, and his playoff numbers were just outstanding, and here's a guy who won 305 games in his NHL career, and he was combative. He didn't let anybody get into his crease. If his defenseman didn't clear him out, Billy Smith would use his stick and, you know, go at the ankle or the knee or the, or the shin of, of an opposing player. He wasn't afraid to drop the gloves and, you know, he picked up, for example, in 1978, 79, 54 penalty minutes in one season. So Smith, not afraid to defend his crease. And, you know, he had a very unique distinction in that after a playoff series, Billy Smith did not take part in that longtime tradition of shaking hands after the series was over. The handshake lineup, you know, he thought it was hypocritical to go out there and join that handshake after trying to, you know, kind of beat the other team, both physically and on the, uh, you know, in the goal-scoring department. So, Billy Smith, one of the few hockey players who did not do that. Now, we're going to look at one of Billy Smith's more memorable games, and it was a playoff game from April 7th, 1977. One of the stranger playoff games in Islanders history. Uh, It was game two of a best-of-three playoff series, the preliminary round, and the Islanders were going up against the Chicago Blackhawks. Islanders already up in the series, one game to none. Islanders had the home ice advantage. They were 13 and a half games better than the Blackhawks during the regular season, so it's, you know, game one at the Coliseum. Game two of this series was scheduled for Chicago Stadium, where the Blackhawks used to play. One little detail Chicago had such a bad season or a bad start to the season that midway through the year, the people that ran the arena booked a Led Zeppelin concert at Chicago Stadium. So, all of a sudden, April 7th rolls around, Led Zeppelin is booked, sold out concert at Chicago Stadium, and the game could not be played there. Hosted the Chicago Blackhawks, in game two at the Coliseum, but the Islanders wore their road uniforms, and the Blackhawks actually had the last change in Billy Smith, of course, the goaltender for the New York Islanders. Hall of Famer Tony Esposito was the goalie for the Chicago Blackhawks, so two Hall of Fame goaltenders and a number of Hall of Fame players in this one. It it got off to a pretty quick start. Bob Nystrom and Randy Holt uh dropping the gloves. Nystrom of the Islanders. Holt a tough guy on the Blackhawks. They drop the gloves at 6.11. Pretty good fight. Then the Islanders get into penalty trouble. Gary Howitt takes an interference penalty at 9.27, and Dennis Hull gets Chicago on the board first. His first of the playoffs from Bob Murray and Hall of Famer Stan Makita at 11:12. 1-0 Chicago, but that lead lasted only about two and a half minutes. Jude Druan got his first of the playoffs from Dave Salvian and Ed Westfall at thirteen fifty six After one period, it's a one-to-one hockey game. In the second period, the Islanders take the lead. Clark Gillies gets his first goal of the playoffs. Billy Harris, the only assist at 14-18. After 40 minutes, it's 2-1, to one Islanders, and things are looking up. In the third period, the Islanders continue to play well. They suffocated the Chicago Blackhawks, out shooting Chicago 16-4 in that third period, and ending up holding off the Blackhawks. Billy Smith, equal to the occasion, makes 18 saves to win the game. And 15,317 fans got to see the Islanders play a bonus game at the Nassau Coliseum, even though they were not considered the home team in this bizarre hockey game. So thanks to Led Zeppelin, the Islanders got an extra home game uh, in the playoffs when it mattered most. I doubt that would happen now in 2020, but it certainly did happen back on April 7th. 1977, uh, and a good game in goal for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Billy Smith. He turns 70 on Saturday. Happy birthday to Batlin' Billy Smith. Uh, We've got a lot more to talk about on today's show, including a look at how some of the Islander prospects are doing. More to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Folks, if you want to eat the best-tasting protein bar ever, You've got to check out Built Bar. Built Bar comes in 18 amazing flavors, both nut and nut-free, and they've got six new flavors that we've talked about. Caramel Brownie, Cherry barcia, Carrot Cake, Apple Almond Crisp, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, and my personal favorite, Cookies and Cream. All the flavors are covered in 100% chocolate, and unlike other protein bars, they're delicious, soft, and easy to chew. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-fiber, and high-protein, and they're great for the keto diet. Let's talk about the Cherry Barsia flavor. 17 grams of protein in every bar, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs right now. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code On. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Islander fans, don't forget if you want a league wide perspective on what's happening in the National Hockey League, check out Locked On NHL. They have all the biggest stories from around the league, and they'll keep you up to date on what's happening. So check out Locked On NHL at your podcatcher of choice. Uh, Islanders prospects, let's keep you up to date, and we try to do this uh, once a week, and uh, we're going to start off with Alex Jeffries, who uh, got his very first goal. Uh, He was the fourth-round pick this year for the Islanders, and at Merrimack College, he scored his first career college goal and ended up with a goal and two assists uh, during that series Uh, between Merrimack and UMass, so that was uh, nice. Meanwhile, Oliver Wallstrom continues to play well. He had been sidelined by an injury uh, for about five weeks, but he got his fourth goal of the season over in Sweden and now has four goals and seven points in nine games, even though his team is struggling. We also mentioned Simon Holmstrom, Uh, was selected to attend Sweden's World Junior Championships camp. Hopefully, the coronavirus does not cause a big problem uh, with that. Meanwhile, Jake Pavanka got his first goal of the year playing for Notre Dame. Notre Dame was facing Arizona State in that one. Pavanka, a fourth-round pick of the Islanders back in 2018, so uh, that basically is what he's doing right now, and nice to, to see a lot of these Islander prospects just doing things well, and to me right now, the big one is obviously, out of the ones that I mentioned, is Oliver Wallstrom, and seeing Wallstrom being productive with seven points in nine games really adds to the, uh, you know, to the idea that maybe Wallstrom can come in, make the roster this year, and help the Islanders put some points on the board. You've heard us talk so many times uh, about, you know, the Islanders' need to add more offense, and maybe Wallstrom is ready to be the guy who can help do that uh, when everything is said and done. Interesting uh, little note, the Islanders, you know, the NHL sort of released the value of every team. wasn't done by the NHL, but uh, Forbes magazine talking about the value of every team. Islanders in the middle of the pack, 16th uh, on that list. But interestingly enough, the uh, Islanders lost a lot of money over the course of the year, and according to uh, this report, uh, Islanders 16th, kind of in the middle of the valued franchises, and part of that is because of the UBS Arena and the prospect of that being added, but according to Forbes, the Islanders lost Thirty-nine million million last season. Uh, That is the most of any NHL team. The franchise valued right now at $520 million. So we'll see how that one uh, plays out. I think that valuation will go up substantially once COVID is over with and once the uh, Islanders actually do move in to their new arena, but they're still in the middle of the pack as far as franchise valuation is concerned, and hopefully once uh, things get back to normal, profits will be way up as well when they play at the new arena, and fans are allowed back into the stands. That's going to do it for us on today's show. Monday we'll be back with a new show. We'll talk a little bit more about Matthew Barzal and and where he stands, plus we should have more news next week Uh, as the NHL hopefully will be meeting early in the week and finalizing a lot of their plans for the upcoming season. We will bring it all to you as it happens. So have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.